On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have one of the varsity basketball coaches from Loyola Blakefield, Larry Annals. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. So, uh, Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. So, this is cool. Uh, I'm really excited that all these people I've met over the years are willing to come talk to me about youth sports and, and why they're into it. One of the things I like to do is I like to go back a little bit when you were into youth sports. And what I want to hear from you, if you don't mind, Larry Ennels, the seventh or eighth grade athlete. <laughs> Can you give me the scouting report? Tell me about that guy. That kid would run through a brick wall, but wasn't skilled. Wasn't skilled at all at basketball. Um, just was tall. Um, that was back in the day where if you were tall, you played center. You didn't really go out on the three that much. So I was tall and lanky. And I ran like a gazelle, kids would tell me. But I could block shots. I had a very, very good hand-eye coordination at that age. And I was coachable. That's the biggest thing I could say. I, Every team that I played on, a coach would always say, like, I'm, I'm going to listen. Like, I'm, I'm listening, and I'll do whatever you tell me, good or bad. I'll do whatever you tell me. I didn't think a lot for myself at that age. It's like... You want me to do this? I'm going to do it. I didn't have that, okay, I have the confidence to let me just go and do something else. No, nah, I was very like, okay, I'm going to just go and do this. If that's what's going to have me score, I'll just do that. I'm not going to go outside my box at all. So you're a basketball coach now. Yes, sir. But I'm guessing you've played other sports too. So I think you told me you, there was some lacrosse. Yep, I played lacrosse growing up. Um, I played football um, growing up for a little bit. Those were the three main sports. And were you like a, one of the travel team kids? Did you play any AAU ball or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I played AAU ball. Um, I played for uh, one of my coaching colleagues now, um, Matt Frailing. Um, he's an assistant varsity coach at Loyola as well. Nice. Um, I played for him and Coach Paul Smith um, with the Lock Raven uh, AAU program, and I also played for the Maryland Tigers, or Owens Mills Tigers AAU program back in the day as well. Very cool. So you ended up going to play at high school, at Towson High School. Uh, yes, at Towson High School. And you played basketball. Yes. How'd that go? It went it went great. Um, it had its ups and downs, uh, like we spoke about before. I had three separate coaches in three years, and with that dynamic, it's, it's just tough because I went to Calvert Hall my freshman year of high school, um, transferred from there, uh, went to Towson, then I thought that that would be the spot. We had a very good varsity coach uh, my, my sophomore year, and then he ended up leaving. Um, and then the next year was a new coach, and then my senior year it was a new guy. We were just all over the place. It got to a point where junior year, when the, our coach left in the middle of the season, uh, guys were subbing themselves in the game. It was, it was rough. Man. So to say the least, basketball went – well, in the sense of I did my thing, but with the correct guidance from somebody else, I could have done a lot better. So that, I think that brings us up to what you're doing now. <laughs> so you are the assistant varsity basketball coach at Loyola Blakefield. Yes. So Loyola is pretty robust basketball history. Yes. So you've been there for how long? Uh, this is going on to my 
my fifth year, I started as the assistant uh, on the JV team and we saw a lot of success. Um, they moved me up to varsity. Um, and now I've just been able to bring a different group of guys into Loyola and trying to really change Loyola basketball, not in the sense of trying to change the history or anything that happened, just trying to bring in a different group of guys that are very, very basketball oriented. And we play in the MIAA BCL. It's a, it's a game every night. So you got to try to bring in the competition level that's going to find you success. And the one thing I love about Loyola is I cannot get a kid in the school. They have to get in on their own merit. They have to have at least a 3.0 GPA. They have to do other things like the community work happens. And, and it's just it's really nice to see that in the sense. Um, so I just try to bring in kids that will help our program succeed. And it's in in five years, we've gone um, up every single year in, in wins. Um, I started out uh, JV was 22 and five. And then after that, uh, I believe my first year on varsity, we were 20 and 13, I believe. So um, just things are going in the right direction for Loyola basketball. We're, we're not the, the school that we were. Nice, but, nice, yeah. nice. So, and the MIA basketball is in, is there three divisions? There's an A, B, and C level? Uh, yes, there is a... And is there two A's? Or is there, was there two A's before? Because I'm trying to remember the website. So, it's, um, so in the A division, there's a red and the black side. Um, so, that's, that's split down the middle. Um, and then you have uh, certain teams in certain divisions. And I believe they change every two years. So, I think for this year upcoming, the, um, the divisions are going to change. Okay, so you're not quite sure who you guys are going to play this year. Um, well, I actually, you know you're going to play Calvert Hall. Yeah, no, we're going to play Calvert Hall and St. Francis and the regular um, A conference guys, Mount St. Joe, Mount Carmel. Um, but we have some non-conference scrimmages before then, um, where we play, I believe, Severn, Crystal Ray, uh, Jesuit school there, um, a, a brother Jesuit school to us, and um, yeah, but it's I, that's why I love playing in that my double A because it doesn't matter who you have on the team, it doesn't matter. Coach, it, every night is a great game of basketball. I've seen it's, – it's gotten to the point where sometimes I'll be on the sideline watching it all like, wow, you just – you get to see kids doing a bunch of different really great things. And we've been able to – not we as in Loyola, but then my AA has been able to put a lot of guys into the NCAA, whether it be from the Division One to the Division Three level, JUCO, NAIA. So, yeah, I, I just – I love being in the league that I'm in, and it's great. So now you're a basketball coach at a high school, yes. and there's probably 20 or so games. Can't imagine how many practices, how many hours in the gym. Larry, that's a lot of time. It is a lot of time. But you must like it. I, I love it. It's, it's fulfilling. Um, I've, I've gotten in, in a lot of arguments over just <laughs> where my time has been, and I'm, I'm always in the gym, and, oh, you're, you're talking about basketball. It's like I just – I, I love it. I just wish I would have – had the complete coach back in the day that I tried to be to these kids. But I was that was going to be my question. So if you 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 love it, but there's other aspects of basketball you can be part of, and the fact that you want to be involved in mentoring these young men and and sometimes women in your personal coaching and training, mm -hmm. if you want to be involved in these young men's lives, obviously you're doing it for a reason. There's a passion. There's yeah. a reason you're doing this. And you're saying uh, you want to be the coach that you wanted to have when you were a kid. Yeah, just that that stable coach so I've had um great coaches and great trainers um one of my trainers back in the day uh was a guy named Chu Smith um I'm still in contact with him and doing different stuff with him as well um but as far as just high school and things of that nature like I said three coaches in three years you can only be but so successful in that and just the type of person I was I needed that 
that nudge in the back from the coach. Um, now, not every kid's like that. Uh, some kids don't need don't need the coach at all. Some kids could just go out there and just give me the ball. I'll 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 go. And that wasn't necessarily my game. I was going to do whatever it takes for us to win more so than try to go out there and show my personal abilities. So you've trained and worked with a bunch of kids. So you've probably worked with and trained the kid that needed the nudge from the coach. Maybe they needed a nudge from the parents. Maybe they didn't need a nudge from the parents, but the parents were giving it anyway. <laughs> so, and it's probably hard to kind of compartmentalize all those kids mm -hmm. into one person, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. <laughs> so if you got a, a seventh or eighth grade kid right now, it's, this is the end of August. This pro the show will episode will release sometime in September. So okay. the basketball season really hasn't started yet. Training may have started. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> training, training definitely should be going on. But you got a kid in eighth grade, let's say, who's like, you know what, I'm, I'm playing for the middle, middle school team and, and I want to do what I should be doing now to get ready to maybe go to Loyola next year. What should that eighth grade kid be doing? What do you think? I feel like it's all about gaining knowledge. So when you're in this day and age with social media and things of that nature, you can literally be at home and you can watch basketball all day. You can go on YouTube, you can watch guys doing different moves and things of that nature, um, or, or women. Um, you can see just a, a wide variety of things. You should always study the game. I feel like the game is more mental than physical, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Um, because not only are you playing against your opponent, you're playing against the opposite coach, you're playing against things of that nature, and you might be playing against your own coach depending on the situation that you're in. So it's you can be very, very skilled, but you have to have something else that's going to separate you. And I believe that's being coachable. I believe that, and especially in the seventh or eighth grade, you need to not be super full of yourself because you're not going to be the same player in the eighth grade that you are in the 11th grade. You're not going to be the same player that you are in the 10th grade that you potentially are in college. So it's all about being humble and being coachable. And if you're willing to learn, you will be good. It's just if, if you're willing to put the time in and put the effort in, and that's not just being on the court every single day, like just going crazy three-hour workouts all the time because you're going to kill your body. That's more so like, okay, I'm taking a break today. What am I going to do? Let me, oh, I found a yoga teacher that I, I like on YouTube. Let me go and see different stretches. Let me go and try st stuff like that. I, I truly think that in the eighth grade, that's, that's such a, a, a level where your emotions are going everywhere. Um, things are, your friends, some of them will go to the same high school as you. Some of them won't. So you have a lot of things that you're becoming a, a young adult because all kids are just many adults. That, that's, that's all that they are. So everything that we deal with, kids deal with, and they don't have the emotion, emotional capacity to really understand it. So if they just learn that like, okay, I'm not gonna be the best player tomorrow, but where can I be in five months? Where can I be in 12 months? Where can I be in two years? And that's what I, I always was looking at the short-term goal, the short-term gain, rather than the long-term gain. So like in high school, I thought I was a pretty good player. I got to college, culture shock. So it's just one of those things that I try to let players know that early. Like, yeah, you're in the eighth grade now. There is somebody like you that doesn't have an attitude, doesn't just wants to work hard, then they're not going to give any, any um, feedback, say anything. They just want to work hard. That kid is fighting for that same opportunity that you're fighting for. And they might have less than you. They might have more than you. They might just want it more. So I, that's, that's basically what I would tell a seventh or eighth grader. You got to be coachable. If you're coachable, 
and you put in the work on your own and you don't worry about anybody else like you got to be able to take constructive criticism as well. I that, think I read a meme it. the other day that says that an uncoachable kid becomes an unemployable adult. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's tough because it's it's one of those things you just got to I deal with kids all the time where I'll tell them one thing and they think oh the world's coming down on them and that's like I'm just telling you something for you to know right. so you can take it and learn because when the coach isn't talking to you that's when things are getting like okay I'm just out there doing whatever the coach doesn't really care and I care about all my athletes so I talk a lot. You're going to hear me regardless if you want to hear it or not, but you got to take that and do what you want with it because if I don't tell you that, I'm not doing my job. Yeah, I like that. So you mentioned college uh, uh, a minute ago. Um, that same eighth grader is potentially going to be a ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth mm -hmm. grader, and they're going to go to college. Mm -hmm. Does it change? I think it does change because when you go to college, you don't have your parents, you don't have anybody else but really yourself. So if you get that mind state and and tell yourself like okay in the eighth grade i just need to be able to do it on my own still be able to take constructive criticism and be coachable but i need to be able to put the work in on my own then when you go to college there's so many other distractions you don't there's if you don't set your alarm you you don't have to wake up you know and certain things of that nature it's just it's it's so many other things that can play into it and if you're not disciplined you'll go by the wayside are so, you willing to share something uh, anything about your college experience oh uh, well, i played i played at frostburg for about um a season and a half and after that um i wasn't disciplined academically in the classroom um so i ended up uh after the winter break my sophomore year i ended up not being able to come back onto the team um because i dropped below a credit line in the class and that was a very humbling experience. Life Just lesson there. Life, life, super life lesson. Um, sitting on the sideline, watching guys play, and then people walking by, you're like, "Hey, what happened? You were just on the team." Like certain things of that nature, and that was a very humbling experience for me. And I didn't know what to, I didn't know how to cope with that because I had always been fine on the athletic side of things. So, do you think if if it would have happened to you in high school, that you might have learned your lesson then? And maybe not done it in college. I don't. I don't think. I mean, potentially, yes. We can all go back and say that. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think. I think just being able to have that lesson when it happened was very eye-opening for mm -hmm. me. And it's if I didn't have that lesson then, and it came later, who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah, who knows what could have happened? So I, I pretty much look at that situation as. I mean, I've gone so many different places. I used to look at it as, oh, it's the coaching bar. Oh, it's this, it's yeah, that. But yeah. when you really got to sit there and take I, – I, I tell the kids take constructive criticism. Well, I, you have to take blame as, as yourself. So I just know what I did, and I'm just trying to combat it. Own it, yeah. And own it and be different. And I've talked to former coaches from then, former players from then, and I, it's, it's no bad blood or anything like that. It's just I was young. I was 19 years old, and you don't realize when you get to college – Everybody's not 18 to 21. Guys are, I was 18 playing against guys 25, 26. Right? It's just, yeah. that's the life. So it's it's a big culture shock. So I just want kids to know it. That's why I, I look at myself, I'm an open book. I tell kids whatever they need to know. My my And I, my biggest thing is my time is over. Right. I don't try to be that guy yeah. on the court. I don't try to be that fancy one that's going, like I just try to share knowledge and I'm big on that. And you're good at it, Larry. I got to tell you, my son has trained with you before and you are fantastic. I appreciate coach. that. So and and I've you you and I have seen each other many times in the gym. I'm out there with a the camera. I'm doing and so I've seen and watched a lot of games and I've observed a lot of coaches mm -hmm. and trainers. And you're good. 
Thank you. So, no, thank you for doing that. And, and my son still says, you know, the, the time, the effort with Larry and the, the time spent with Larry has always been some, one of his favorites. He'll work you. <laughs> but but it was good. So with that in mind, if if someone wanted to get a hold of you, if they were interested in some training, is do you have social handles or is there ability to get a hold of you if they want to reach out and get some training? Yes. Yeah, so you can reach out on um, Instagram. That's pretty much what I'm using right now. Um, I'm getting a website developed, but my Instagram handle is uh, Legendary Skills and Drills. If you type that in, that I'll, I'll pop right up. Um, and you can always reach out to me via text or call as well. And that's at four four three four one four eight nine five three. Um, if I don't answer, just leave a message and, you know, we'll be able to work. Uh, my biggest thing is I'm, I'm always looking for kids who want to work with me. I don't try to be the big Instagram trainer or anything like that. My phone's not in kids' faces. That's, that's not really what I'm, what I'm there for. I need to, obviously I need to build my business, but I want kids to get better. That's truly what I'm in it for. And I want trainers to share knowledge with each other. I, I just want to bring Baltimore basketball to the to the peak that it should be at with basketball IQ and skill. Well, your passion shows. Thanks for being here, Larry. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.